0: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm thinking about the term muckraker. I'm a former journalist. I was an investigative reporter and also a features writer, both for weeklies and daily newspapers for about 10 years. I got out of journalism and went back to education in 2010. But the profession of journalistic integrity still speaks strongly to my heart. It is the fourth estate, and it is foundational to a strong democracy. There are unscrupulous writers who call themselves journalists, excuse me, they use their bully pulpit, whether it's the newsprint or screens of their online media outlets. They use it to damage and destroy. Some do it evilly well. They delight to damage a lot of people and besmirch reputations, and they do it with dastardly conviction. Some years ago, one such muckraker got me into journalism, and I did it so I could combat their negativity with credible and decent writing that edified and informed, not harmed. Theodore Roosevelt used the word muckraker in a speech he gave regarding yellow journalism, which was a rampant practice at the time he was president. And here's a quote from the Theodore Roosevelt Center. Quote, muckraker is the word used to describe any progressive era journalist who investigated and publicized social and economic injustices. Theodore Roosevelt applied the term in his important speech in Washington DC on April 14, 1906, titled The Man with the Muckrake. Roosevelt disapproved of journalists whom he considered to be so overly focused on the bad that they failed to notice and report on the good, end quote. Well, hmm, makes you think, too entranced with the bad to notice the good. But the term muckraker did not originate with Roosevelt. You know where he got it from? You might be surprised. He got it from John Bunyan's wonderful book, The Pilgrim's Progress, part two, which covered Christiana's journey. And here's the quote from Pilgrim's Progress, part two. This done, and after these things had been somewhat digested by Christiana and her company, the interpreter takes them apart again and has them first into a room where was a man that could no way but look downwards with a muckrake in his hand. And there stood over his head with a celestial crown in his hand and proffered him that crown for his muckrake. But the man did neither look up nor regard, but raked to himself the straws, the small sticks, and the dust of the floor and Pilgrim's Progress, quote. Well, journalists do not like being called muckrakers. I mean, it is a derogatory term, but it's an apt one. And while the need still exists for good journalists to continue doing their jobs of exposing corruption and um, dealing with injustice, the practice of muckraking is dangerous. Why? because it is seriously addicting. The muckraker puffs up with power, they like the conflict, they surf the waves of scandal, hating the trough and needing the heights. No matter how well-intentioned the journalist was when he or she began, the temptation to do evil is strong with that profession, and some succumb. And observers also succumb to the spectacle before us, whether it be a championship sports game in its aftermath, a scandal, a jury trial, a mob scene or crime, an incident at the Oscars. Whatever it is, we have to know when to stop raking it. Tony Reinke said in his book, Competing Spectacles, that, quote, Spectacles compete with God for attention, unquote. The greatest spectacle of all is Christ, but the muckraker would not look up or regard the crown that was offered. Roosevelt said later in his speech that I mentioned, quote, the men with the muckrakes are often indispensable to the well-being of society, but only if they know when to stop raking the muck. Roosevelt was right. We read from the Theodore Roosevelt Center. In his speech, quote, Roosevelt insisted that his plea is not for immunity to, but for the most unsparing exposure of the politician who betrays trust or of the big businessman who makes or spends his fortune in illegitimate or corrupt ways, there should be a resolute effort to hunt every such man out of the position he has disgraced. It is because I feel that there should be no rest in the endless war against forces of evil that I ask that the war be conducted with sanity as well as with resolution, unquote. How well said was Theodore Roosevelt regarding scandal and muckraking? Well, let us perform our duties in the war with sanity as well as with resolution. Now, as Christians, let me switch from speaking of journalistic war of exposing wrongdoing to the spiritual war of exposing error and heresy. We Christians must be measured, doctrinally sure, and sane. We have to know who the good guys are. We must discern who is in the sheepfold from those who try to enter the sheepfold as a thief. Of all people on earth, we should be grateful. Our joy should be emanating from our faces as the light shone from Moses when he descended the mountain. We don't overlook injustice or error or moral corruption, but we don't focus on it. We focus on Jesus. Let's not look solely at the muck, eventually unable or unwilling to raise our heads to gaze upon the righteousness and glory beaming down. The cross is the unifying, horrifying, all-time beautiful spectacle All humans should gaze upon and regard. Muck is muck, but Christ is worthy. The internet doesn't fuel our longing for Christ. Sports doesn't fuel it. Video games won't help us be more like Christ. Christians need to resolve the difference between earthly and heavenly spectacles. Let us, and me too, Spend our hours and days gazing upon, listening to, and reading of Christ. Revelation 5.12 ends this discussion, and the verse says, Worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day.